0: Question that we are trying to answer okay the second question that we're trying to answer is how is a Christian uh, supposed to relate to the world all right which essentially is a question about what is life look like for us beyond the walls of this church outside of living among the Christian community how do we relate to the world and so when we asked that question we said that we need some tools all right and so one and so we are looking at three tools um, that we can develop to help us answer that question. The first tool is what we've been talking about uh, up to, up till now, um, which is a question about which is a tool relating to our identity that we need to distinguish our identity bet- ourselves between as church members and as kingdom citizens. And I try to make the case that our that our Christianness does not end with our church membership. Um, the, the end point of what does it mean once I become a Christian is to join a church. Um, that is really the starting point. Uh, we said that the church is the impetus, the beachhead, um, the base camp for our identity as part of God's kingdom. When Jesus came, he came to announce a kingdom. And so we are asking that question to say, well, how does church participation relate to kingdom participation? Okay, and, we've, and we've been talking about that. The second tool is what we are going to be looking at. We began this two weeks ago, um, but we'll be doing a little bit more in-depth today. The second tool is a tool that we are calling worldview. Um, if you've been, uh, you might have heard of that term before, uh, but if you haven't, that's okay. We'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it today, um, but essentially a worldview is, if you can think about the whole idea of identity as looking into a mirror and asking, who are we? A worldview is, is imagine that like you are looking through a window, a lens. It is the grid by which we interpret what is going on in the world around us. Um, and, and essentially every worldview is a story, a big story, a narrative about how the world works, or how the world is, or how the world ought to be, or what the world will be, or how the world began. All, all of those are questions that are often part of this, 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 this topic called worldview, and we'll be looking specifically at the topic of creation as part of the Christian worldview uh, today and then the third tool that we'll be looking at in the weeks to come is another one that we are uh, which 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 is a very common word and it's the word culture. What do we mean when we use the word culture as Christians? We often we use it negatively in a pejorative sense. We talk about the culture as influencing us or our children or the youth of today or things like that. And and I think we we, we need some help in actually figuring out what does that look like for us to think about culture. All right? So just so, th- the next slide, let me just kind of put out some resources for you um, as what I've been drawing from and might be helpful uh, in some of, these, uh, some of these resources here. So if you, if you, um, the, the number one resource that I would recommend if you ever want to understand this, uh, a, a good short description of the Christian worldview is the one that's on the top of the list by Al Walters named Creation Regained. All right, it's not a very long book um, and it's a very, it's a very good introduction um, to, to help us think about uh, what does it look like to develop this grid as Christians in how we look at the world, okay? Uh, a couple of other, uh, other resources, the one by James Sire is, a, is good as a, just a general overview of a, of a catalog of the most um, prevalent uh, worldviews today, what's going on, uh, deism, uh, new spirituality, Islam, uh those uh those sort of things um uh, and sort of in the the big picture uh and and uh, and and i think that's that's helpful uh the book there by keller is uh, is much more comprehensive but the first chapter talks about worldview and then the last one is uh, uh it's just sort of an attempt for us to read books outside of our time um a lot of time uh, you know very often we are reading books uh written within our lifetime and sometimes it's good for us to ask to uh, to look at writings outside of that, right? In the in history. So so, the, so this uh, this essay by Jonathan Edwards, the end for which God created the world, is an excellent um, essay uh, on on this topic as well. All right, and I'll put that before you for your reference. Uh, uh, it's Easter Sunday after reading. Um, all right. So um, all right. So next slide. All right. So we uh, so we, we basically we started by asking the question. Let's. Let's define worldview again, just, just, as, a, just as a basic. When we, when we talk about worldview, what are we talking about? We talked about it as a pattern of ideas, beliefs, convictions, and habits that help us make sense of God, the world, and our relationship to God and the world. Uh, a worldview is, not, an, is not, an, um, it's not a philosophy. It's not something you embrace. It's something you already embody. It's something that you um, make your own, but, uh, often by the habits you develop by the hopes and loves that you are taught um that it, it 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 comes from that okay so it's not a it's not something that you switch on and switch off it, you have a worldview as you sit right here as we all are in this room right now each of us has a worldview and our worldview is not necessarily a Christian one um and I and, 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 and someone asked me this question two weeks ago, and I, and I, I think the best way to think about it is, as, as we study this topic, th- think about it as us growing in our, what we would call our Christian sanctification, right? We all need, um, we, we, we all are pursuing this thing called sanctification, right? If you have been, we, we talk about being justified by, by grace through faith in Christ, but we are all also growing. Right? We are growing in this in the in this work of sanctification that God is working in us. That is not just in terms of moral things, right? Good things that I should should do, wrong things I should I should avoid, but including our minds, including our loves. Um, Those things need to be sanctified. And one of the ways that we can do this is by developing this thing called a Christian worldview in how we relate to the world which which means all, all of us don't are not doing it as we should and so we are all we all need to grow in that and that's why we are that's why we're learning this so so it's not something to sort of saying that when you are when you become a Christian you automatically have it right or if you if you don't have it somehow uh, we, it's, a, it's, a, it's a moment to doubt our salvation or something. okay? No, it's all just part of what does it mean for us to grow in our Christian sanctification. So think about it that way, and that will be a helpful way of saying this is something I just need to, that, I, that, that I'm to grow in. And the more that I develop it, right, the more and more I'm growing in the likeness of Christ, Okay? So, it's not, a, it's not a philosophy, it's not just a, it's not an aphorism, right? Something you just sort of embrace, um, but it's something that goes way, way deeper, right? And I kind of listed out the reasons why a worldview is helpful, um, but for, we'll, we'll move on from there. All right. So, the next slide, right? So, okay. So, the, in, in the scope of, 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 of worldview studies, you can, you can boil it down to three categories. All right, and I, can't, I laid this out two weeks ago, but just for review, all of the worldviews that we have um, can, be, uh, g- can, be, um, can be summarized under sort of these three broad um, categories, all right? And these three broad categories um, are often we would call our, the, the one on the left would be the one that you would consider um, uh, what is most prevalent in the West. Um, often we would think about athe- uh, atheism. Agnosticism, anything where we would say that our the significance of living needs to come from within the box. Okay? And so if you think about it that way, then that's very prevalent in our world today, right? Many people live as functional atheists. We would say, we would say, well, I believe in God, but in one sense, God really doesn't have anything to do with our day-to-day living. On the right side, on the on the other end, is what is often often very prevalent in the East. Um, and in that worldview, it's almost like the body and the physical existence almost doesn't matter. All right, and so, um, and so you, um, my, my, the easiest example that I can think about it is in the, the, the for example, in terms of how we treat the body uh, and death. Uh, cremation is much more, well, it is and it's much more, it's become much more um, um, common now here in the West more recently. Um, I think for environmental reasons, it also costs a lot less. Um, but in the East, uh, cremation is the normal way uh, to go. All right. So you don't have so if you uh, so if you die as a Buddhist or a Hindu, uh, there not there not a lot of Buddhist cemeteries or Hindu cemeteries. All right. Uh, it's all you know bodies are bodies are cremated, and the reason that they, they do that is because in one sense the body doesn't matter. Right. It's all about the life force or the being that, that goes out into the reincarnated, whatever, okay? So in some ways, that's that. that that's that. But you can see how a worldview impacts your practices, what you do, okay? That, that it has a root in terms of how we think about uh, physical existence. If physical existence is less important um, or less significant than the unseen, than the spiritual, then it's much easier to embrace that way of, um, Leaving this world, right? Of, of how you how, how you deal with the body. Okay. In the West, we have we have sort of any semblance left of a of a sort of a Christian uh, view of the body that the body matters. Uh, we, Easter, resurrection, and so we bury because it is symbolic of the fact that one day our bodies will rise. That comes from a worldview. That comes from a way of thinking about that the body matters. All right. So now I'm not saying, you know. Don't don't cremate. I'm just saying that I'm saying that uh, a, a worldview does impact um, what what we do. Okay. Um, okay. So um, if you want to talk about cremation, talk to less. All right. Okay. So um, all right. So if so so when you think about it, you can think about it as as these categories. Now, um, let me move on here. I think the next slide. Okay. So when you think about it, one way that you can think about a worldview is you can think about it a worldview as these stories. All right. And so when you think about a story. Um, Essentially, every worldview is. Uh, there are many, many stories. The Christian worldview is not the only story. All right. Is this a slide? Is this a slide with all the different worldviews? Okay. So if you if you see all of these, you can see that each of these uh, are the common uh, worldviews that are prevalent in our world today. Now, I've I've just given you a summary of some of the ones that are. Um, that are probably common or historic, if you will. Um, So like, for example, Marxism uh, would be one that often would talk about, it's all about economics, right? And so uh, so when you encounter somebody who grew up in that world and how they think and talk about something is a reflection of a worldview that is very prevalent in their world, okay? And so when when it when it when it comes to us right when it comes to our when it comes into our world, uh, remember the whole idea of why we're studying this is that often we get really um, we get paralyzed by the fact that somebody might describe themselves you know, by, by the term cultural Marxism for example right which is a term that has been floating around okay and so we often we we hear that and. You know, if you depending on what era you grew up in, right? D- just the fact that hearing that, um, you are shocked by the fact that people are even attracted to that, right? Um, if you are a little bit older, right, and you are, you, 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 it's, 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 it's. How could, how can anybody even think in those terms, right? Um, and so it's good for us, for, uh, for for all of us together to be able to say like, how. What, what is the story that has been told, this narrative, that people have embraced, um, by which, uh, which, which attracts people to uh, certain ideas? Okay? So, that, that's just one. But, but there are many, all right? The, Christianity is not the only narrative that's, that's, that's in the world, okay? We, we order our lives by the Christian story, by the Christian narrative. But other people have embraced other stories, all right? And it's good for us to be able to have a good sense about what some of those stories are. We don't have time to do everything, but at least we can touch on some, some, some key ideas that helps us do that well, all right? So, um, so you can see all, the, all, the, all those on the list. The last one is probably um, where a lot of people have described where America is today in terms of, of this, right, and it's sort of getting eroded, um, is this term that you might have heard. It's called moralistic, therapeutic deism, all right? And you can, and you can break each of those words into how often, um, how people are uh, would describe, uh, you can describe people, right? This idea of a deist is the idea that we people would speak about God, but in a very generic sense, right? It, it doesn't matter that the God is, is the Christian God, right? It's just that, there is God, right? Uh, my favorite example of this is when people say, my thoughts and prayers are with you, and I want to know who are you praying to, yeah. right? It, and it's a good question, right? It's a good question, right? Because it's, it sounds religious, but its good question is, is simply the act of prayer enough? <laughs> Does it matter who you are praying to? Right? And so it's good for us to be able to say, and I think a lot of it is a reflection from this, right? It's it's when we when we offer something up, the question is, who who, who is that? Okay? And so a deist doesn't doesn't need doesn't need any doesn't need that that person to have a face. Okay? It, 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 it doesn't matter. Right? And the other terms are just helpful, right? Therapeutic, it's what I what I need in order to function okay it's, it's it's sort of it's more it's so 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 in some in some sense is what makes me feel good all right it's very self referential um, and then this idea that that we are essentially good people and we just need help right people describe this God as a you know cosmic therapist or something like that okay it's kind of like in that in that way um and it's and it's a, it's a it's a, it, it, and so it's it's good for us to be able to say um, it can a, a worldview can sound very religious, um, but it it's at, at the at, at the end it's 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 really not at all okay so all right so for today though all right for today so we, we, we want to focus in on the Christian story. Right in the Christian story, and in the Christian story, every and this is and and, and and the Christian story, every worldview has to answer these questions. Okay, it always has to answer the question of, right, where do we come from? What's gone wrong with the world? How do we fix it? And where is this world headed? All right, every worldview has answered that uh, at, at some at, in some way has to answer those four questions. Okay the christian story we use the terms creation fall redemption and consummation or restoration to answer those questions all right and we take that from the storyline of our bibles okay so if you move and if you if if you move from genesis to revelation The storyline of the Bible becomes the basis for our story in the world. If if we are saying, how do I read my Bible? How does the scriptures become the lens by which I interpret the world around me? And if we do that, we would say that we, we would say that God created the world. The world is in the shape that it is in because of sin and the fall. Christ in history has begun the work of redemption and he will bring it to a consummation, to an end, where all things will be restored. That's going from Genesis to Revelation. Okay, That's going from the garden to the city, to the new heavens and the new earth, from Genesis 1 and 2 to Revelation 21 and 22. If we are saying that's the way that we are to think about the world, then that becomes the lens by which I view everything around me, okay? Everything around me. And so we, that, that's what we want to get at. So today we're going to focus on that creation part, all right? And, 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 in, the, and in the next two weeks, we'll talk about fall and redemption, all right? But in our, t- in our time today, we're just going to focus on, 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 on creation part, all right? And so the, the best way to think about this is to think about this idea of the fact that when you use the term creation, all right, I'm not sure what slide I'm on yet, but. Uh, um, it, when you use the term creation, we use it in, the, the Bible uses it in three ways. All right, in three ways. The first way is to talk about the act of creation, what God did in the past. Right, that's, you read Revelation, Genesis 1 and 2, and you, and you have that idea. All right, you have that. The second is the end of it, which is when you look out and you, and you see the world around you. You see a beautiful sunset, and you and when you, and when you pray or thank you lord for this beautiful day what you are saying is i am looking at the world around me my senses are engaged and i attribute this world to the god who act who created okay i think those two ways are very um, we we get okay there's a plenty of debates around the origin questions we're not getting we're not getting into that in terms of the creation versus evolution debate. There's plenty of things where everybody um, argues about. Okay? Um, And incidentally, the creation, fall, redemption part, those are often the pressure points where most of the uh, counter arguments against Christianity will happen. All right? So it will always happen around the the origin question. Right? Does God exist? Where, Where did this world come from? It will always occur around the redemption. People will always be questioning the person of Christ, the historicity of the resurrection. That's very common. People, people always are arguing about what is the key problem, what is the main issue, right? Everybody wants to say, if we can fix that, everything will be okay, right? And everybody's pointing at different things, right? So, it's, it, and it's, those are always gonna be the pressure points um, by which there will always be the most contention and disagreement, okay? Um, but for, for our purposes today, right, it, it, we, we're focusing on the creation part, and I'm gonna say that I think the third, there's a third aspect that I think is the one that we often forget when we use the term creation. And that has to do with the fact that we are not only talking about what God did in the past, we're not only talking about the end for what he did, the creation that we, that we, that, that we inhabit, but also the fact that God is ruling right now, okay? God's law is at work, right? And when we use that term, when we say that, and we're talking about, of course, God's rule, but I'm using the word God's law, and what we're saying is there is a way that God has designed this world to be, and he is acting right now in order to make it so, Okay? And so, for example, when we use the term moral law or natural law, we are saying God has designed this world in such a way that if we violate that in some ways, we're violating the very thing by which, for, for which it is designed to be. Okay? If you try to break the law of gravity, all you do is you break yourself and prove that the law is... True, right, um, and it's, in, 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 it's, it's in, the, in the same way God's moral law also works that way. Um, Al Walters in his book, uh, he kind of points this out, he says that we, we tend to speak more in terms of moral values rather than in terms of moral law. And that's an interesting thing, why? Right? Why, why do we speak about, why, why are we more apt to think about moral values rather than moral law, right? And he, and he says the, the reason is I, I like to think of morality as what I deem to be important, right? It's what I value. I don't want anybody else telling me what to do. I want to come to it myself, right? And so, um, intri- incidentally, the word, the, the reason that that term moral values came from uh, Nietzsche. Okay? He's the one who first started using the term values rather than talking about, it, rather than talking about moral law, right? um, which is interesting. All right? so, if you, so, when, so when you think about it that, that way, what we're saying is that God is the one who's in charge. The, the passage that I have, if, if the slide is right, is the one from 2 Peter. Right? And 2 Peter talks about the fact that God is the one who created, but he is the one who also keeps. All right? He originates it, but he also keeps it until the end. Okay. He also keeps it in the end, and so that is that. When we talk about creation, we're not only talking about what God did in the past, and we're not only telling what I'm looking at. Look how beautiful the creation is. I'm also saying something about the fact that God is upholding the world as it is right now. All right? When we say the word creation, we need to think about it in those three dimen- in, 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 in a three-dimensional sense about what we mean by that. All right. Now. This, this, if you are wondering why, it should be the second to last slide, Daniel. So, all right. So, um, the, so, when you think about, so, when you think about this idea of God's law, okay, when you think about God's law, the way that we, we can say is that the way that God rules, is see, God rules directly and God rules indirectly, right? God rules indirectly in terms of that which he, in, in the non-human realm, and in the human realm, he rules through us. Right? We are His image bearers. Um, the verse that I have up there is Genesis 1:26 and 27, which, which is the basis for how we think about our value, that we are created in God's image. And that's a big deal. It's going to come up over and over again. Um, it is the basis for how we think about the value and the dignity of human persons. All right? The fact that every human being has got a, got a sense of dignity and worth not because of what we attribute to it or to them, but because they have it by the fact that they reflect God himself, all right? And no matter how we try to get rid of it, it will always show itself, all right? And so that, it's, that, that truth, that idea of being created in God's image says that we are therefore his representatives in the world, everybody, all right? We'll talk about this idea of common grace later. okay? Because one of the questions that we ask is that, therefore, can people who are completely um, against God, have no regard for Him, who would even shake their fists uh, at Heaven, at Him, can they still do good things in the world? Right, answer would be yes, right? Can they create beautiful music? All right? Can they do amazing things? Absolutely. All right? And that has nothing to do with where they are in their relationship to God. It has everything to do with the fact that God is still at work in that person, even if they don't acknowledge it. All right? And 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 it, and it's and the only and the only basis for that is that they are still reflecting God in spite of themselves. Right? And so we are, we and that's a and 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 it sometimes it irks us, right? It, 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 it irks us. We say, why is it that the person who has absolutely no regard for God still is still does this amazing, wonderful things? The the only way that we can interpret that is that the fact is that it has nothing to do with them as much as it is the image that they reflect. God is good, and therefore good comes out of them, or us, in spite of ourselves, in spite of themselves, okay? All right, so that's that's, that's, a, good, that, that's a good sort of a summary for this part as, as, a, as a sort of an introduction. Let me, let me, this should be the last slide, Daniels, so all right. So last slide is, let me give you sort of three key questions, three questions, if you will, or three things. Um, as, we, uh, as, as it relates to this, this topic of creation, all right? First one, true or false? God creates man because he's lonely and needs community. False answer, and our response to that is because of the trinity, trinity. okay? God is, and this is a common misconception, right? That, that God created people because he needed people, Okay? All right? And and, and, the, and, and and the truth of the matter is that God exists as a Trinity. Okay, so so you can right, you can you, can, you, you we, we can throw that one out. All right, second one is the one I already talked about. This idea of moral values versus moral law. Okay, we are those who would acknowledge that what we subscribe to is what God has said. There is an oughtness in the in the in, in the for, for us as human beings. We don't decide what is good. God has said what is good. He has shown you, O oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you. Right? Micah 6:8. All right. So when you, so we, so when we move from law to values, we are started, We are we are moving into the realm of where we are trying to decide what is good for ourselves, which is what brings about the fall that we will talk about next week. All right, and that's and and that's sort of a, a teaser as to the, the rest of the story. All right, we're out of time here, but let me uh, any any closing comments or questions. All right, let me uh, let me pray, and then we'll be uh, we'll be dismissed. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you again, Lord, for um, for this time. And Father, we know that um, Lord, we are moving at next speed even through all these things, but I pray that uh, like those little nuggets that we leave behind will be helpful for us as we develop. Our, um, our tools, uh, Father, to be uh, better equipped in this task of, of Christian sanctification um, as we learn a little bit more how we are to relate to the world. We thank you in Christ's name. Amen.